Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky, part two of our conversation with the great Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. Uh, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff, including which trade he thinks will improve the Lakers most. Is it Kyrie? Is it Indiana? That's next on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how you get your podcasts or where, never behind a paywall, always free. Make another Locked On podcast your second listen of every day. And reminder, join us August 27th, 11 a.m., 170 South La Brea. That's the address of the Doer store. We'll be doing a live taping there. Uh, most comfortable pants and shirts you'll ever see or wear on this or any other planet. Uh, you got a chance to win some of that stuff. Andy's wearing his Doer clothing right now. Uh, you got a chance to win some of that stuff, both leading up to the show. If you submit questions using the hashtag Dewer Show, D-U-E-R-S-H-O-W, or show up at the taping, 11 a.m., you got a chance to win some prizes. Among the people who could win prizes if he shows up uh, and will also find the clothes that comfortable. He could even use our code locked on 15 if he goes to shopdoer.com. Lakers Nation, Trevor Lane, you hear him, uh, he is the, the on the on the podcast. You see his work managing all the people over there. It is a great website for Lakers fans. If you're listening to this show, you likely already go there all the time. So, Trevor, thanks so much for sticking around for a second show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for for having me and uh, and allowing me to be on a, on a two-parter here. Sure. Uh, we appreciate you coming back the next day, clearing out two days from your calendar. <laughs> um, you may remember on the part one of our cliffhanger episode with Trevor Lane, uh, we left off asking you what you think. We talked a lot about in the on Monday's episode about what we think the team looks like now. Um, a lot of people don't think this is going to be the team that they finish the season with at the very least. Um, I gave a couple options in the cold open. I apologize if you're a Boyan Bogdanovich slash Pat Beverly fan. When you look at the trade market that's out there for the possible destinations for Russell Westbrook, which combination of the big rumors do you find uh, most intriguing, most beneficial to the team. I, I think the Nets rumor with Kyrie Irving sits at the top. Uh, that's that's my option number one. Uh, that's if you're able to get a, a talent the caliber of Kyrie Irving that not only fits this season but also could potentially. Now he's thirty, but could potentially check the box of he's a guy who can play with Anthony Davis after LeBron rides off into the sunset. Again, projecting what Kyrie's going to do for. You know, years down the road, that's a fool's errand, but just potentially <laughs> age-wise. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for acknowledging the elephant in the room. Let's carry on. Yes. But especially if you can get, we talked last show about their lack of shooting. Kyrie obviously checks that box. If you can get somebody to to hop on the plane and come to L.A. with him, whether that's a Seth Curry, a Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, someone like that, then you can go a long way towards maybe not totally fixing, but at least improving you were in in that particular area. So I've got the Nets trade if you can get Kyrie Irving as the the preferred option for the Lakers. I mean, okay. Andy, does he want to play basketball? We're not really sure. We don't really know. <laughs> but okay. this is this is the nut of the question with Kyrie because I completely agree with you, Trevor, especially if you're looking for the highest potential ceiling that you can create for your team, it's Kyrie. 
bringing them in there with just that type of shot making, the playmaking, the outside shooting. You know, as much as I think you you might bring more balance with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner on both sides of the ball, the way you can improve things, just I think the highest upside is Kyrie. He, though, is the one that is seems like definitively is going to cost you two first-round picks, which could at least potentially lock you into the idea of now we have to extend. How comfortable are you with the idea of a long-term commitment to Kyrie? A, because of Wave's arms around all of this <laughs> that's that's gone on with Kyrie over the last few seasons, but also too some of the some of the logic to bringing in Kyrie or the confidence from a lot of people is LeBron can be the guy that keeps him on track. That you know LeBron is that type of leader that people aren't going to mess around if he's there. So you may be locking yourself into a. a that situation with LeBron as well. So I, I guess just how do you feel about sort of the politics of all this that go with Kyrie? I would feel more comfortable about it if we had seen the Lakers sign some advantageous contracts. Like um, we were just talking about this on the front office show uh, today. We were talking about the Orlando Magic and you've got, you know, they, they signed Gary Harris, but there, there's a, a non-guaranteed second year. And same thing with Mo Bamba. Like these got, they've got non-guaranteed portions of their contract. It's been a while since we've seen the Lakers have a contract that they signed where you went, Man, that's really a team-friendly deal. The Lakers really did a great job negotiating this deal. We haven't seen that in a while. We see a lot of player options. We see the Lakers no, kind of giving they're up. They're very into team-unfriendly deals. They are. And so that that gives me concern. But the real question is, when we're evaluating the risk and reward here, yeah, there's the risk that Kyrie Irving spins off the planet in a, in a year. We don't know like what's going to happen. Especially because there's edges of the planet. <laughs> so that's right. He could even just slip right off that. Just fall right off that. You're not care if you're not paying attention. You're looking down at your phone. Yeah, whoof, right off the end. You're 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 off into space. But um, but what else are you getting? You you know Kyrie. If he's if Kyrie is is completely focused, he is one of the best players in the NBA, whether you want to call him top 15, top 20, whatever. He's a, he's best a finisher at his size. Maybe I've ever seen. And, a, and he's a, incredible. a highly underrated actual point guard, like at this point, because people focus so much on his offense. He's a, he's a brilliantly talented offensive player. So are you getting Kyrie? Are you getting, and then the things that can help you be more comfortable with taking that risk of signing him long-term, because you have to imagine that would be the case. Are you getting somebody to come with him? Is it Joe Harris, Seth Curry? Is it Royce O'Neal? What are you getting with him? And then do you also get a extension for LeBron James? Does the, is that the catalyst that gets LeBron to sign that extension? Like, would he, if you're making a trade with Indiana and LeBron says, oh, I don't think I'm going to sign the extension for that deal, but I will if you go get Kyrie, there's added value to that too. If you're able to secure LeBron for another, realistically, we're talking mm -hmm. probably talking about one more season because he's going to want to be a free agent in 2024. But that's those are all things that can provide a little bit extra value from the Lakers side of things to that deal that would make you a little more comfortable with taking that risk and, and hanging on to Kyrie long-term. And then, and I think too, like, you know, that deal, if they give up the second pick and if, if the, if the nets are in a position where they feel like they've blown it up to the point with a KD deal, that it's in their interest to then trade Kyrie, which Andy and I have discussed a lot. I don't think it's a given to, you know, if they did the Boston deal, for example, that's not necessarily a rebuild trade, but if they are in a place where they feel like they need to trade Kyrie, there's a chance you bring in, Joe Harris, there's a chance you bring in Seth Curry. You bring in as many bodies as as the Nets will give you 
for the second round pick or for the second pick in the yeah. THT or Kendrick. The Kyle Lakers are framing this as we're giving you two first round picks. So therefore we don't have to take on salary. They're doing this wrong, right? They should take everyone. And so they have oh, to yeah. build out the roster as much as they can. Um, and, and the second, you know, so I think that plays to their advantage too. The other part of this that I find kind of intriguing, and I'd love to get your thoughts here because so much of the angst around it is the idea of signing Kyrie to a long-term deal. But I'm wondering if some of the landscape change that we're seeing in part because of the disaster of the Nets, in part because of the disaster of the Lakers, where we're seeing this, you know, sort of a lot of chatter about teams being a little less willing to just give max contracts to a guy no matter what, even if they know it's not a great idea. Harden deal, for example. How big of a market, let's say Kyrie comes to the Lakers, plays well, uh, is on his best behavior. Do you still think it's an automatic max? Because this actually, the, 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 all the stuff that's happened could theoretically play into the Lakers' favor if, you know, in, in sort of leveraging a two and one or something with Kyrie, because maybe the market doesn't give him a full max, um, regardless of what the Lakers want to do. So that, that's, that's my wish casting. Yeah, I think that's interesting because we're kind of seeing a, a reaction to players asking out with four years left on on their deals and players essentially having the mindset of, OK, well, we're going to we're going to take the money right now and figure out the destination later because we can always ask for a trade and force our way out. Well, then teams are going to be less willing to give those long term deals and you start to see some teams play some hardball there. But I still think I think that Kyrie is in such a high tier that somebody would be willing to either that has cap space or they'd be willing to make moves to get cap space. If you get a Kyrie Irving, who's truly locked in, I think of anything, you're probably buying low on him right now because he missed so many games. Oh, they're definitely season. the only way, the only reason two first round picks and Russell Westbrook gets you Kyrie yeah. is all this other stuff. There's no question. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that if you do get, the version of Kyrie that we're talking about this next season, a Kyrie who is completely committed and who is doing all the stuff that we know he can do. This is a league where it's very reactionary and people having just seen that kind of performance out of him, I, I think there'll be max deals out well, there for him. By the way, I think that is going to be as, as skeptical as I always am with Kyrie, just broadly speaking. I think that is going to be the version you get, oh, I think Kyrie you get the next year. season. I agree. Yeah. regardless of who he plays for. Like, it's important for people to remember. Kyrie may be eccentric. He may just want people to think he's eccentric. You know, this guy just thinking on a different plane. He's not crazy in the way people want to make him out to be, particularly when it comes to money. Because if he really didn't care about money, he'd be a Laker on a mid-level exception right now. So that being the case, I do think whoever gets Kyrie this coming season we'll get a really good version of it. that. I, I agree with it completely. So if they get that version, Trevor, um, how good could they be? You know, we talked in the, in part one of, of our conversation about ESPN's projection as a, this guy, these guys as a 42 win team as they stand right now, we all agree that that is pretty fair. Um, could be a little higher, certainly could be a little lower, but fair. If they pull off this deal, let's say they get Kyrie and solid supporting pieces. What could they be? That's the question for you. One more segment with Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. That's next. 
Okay, we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, August 27th, 11 a.m., Dewar 170 South La Brea, the Dewar store, will be there taping an episode of Locked on Lakers, a mailbag episode. You can participate in it. You can win some prizes. Uh, but even if you can't make it there, you really need to go to shopdewar.com where you can use our promo code LOCKEDON15 um, and get yourself some of the most comfortable clothes um, that are out there right now. It's performance clothing uh, that adapts to your lifestyle. Um, whether you are somebody who has to go into the office these days, you're meeting people, you're meeting friends, you're running around the park with your family, whatever it is, you can wear the same stuff uh, to all of us and it will always look great, will always hold up, and it will always be incredibly lightweight and comfortable. Um, I've got some jeans, I've got the Live Free Adventure pants, the No Sweat joggers, and I, I'm wearing these things constantly. Andy, uh, I believe is wearing his doer t-shirt right now. I am wearing um, my doer t-shirt right now. So again, sh- stop by the store 170 South La Brea on the 27th uh, at 11 a.m. That's a Saturday. We'll be there for a taping, but if you can't, just go in there at any time. Touch the stuff. Feel the stuff. Try it on. Use our code LOCKEDON15, and if you can't get into the store, um, it is uh, you go to shopdoer.com and you can use that same code locked on 15 and get yourself some of the most comfortable performance clothing, fat lifestyle clothing, the crosses lifestyles. You're going to love it. We're really happy to have these guys as part of the show. And we hope to see you on August 27th. Locked on Lakers also brought to you by built bar built bar puffs. They are sweeping the nation. They are all anybody is talking about anywhere you go in this. You know what? It's a divided nation, but the one thing we can agree upon Built Bar Puffs. It's the Kyrie Irving trade and (laughs) cookie dough chunk puffs. Yes, Yes. (laughs) and they got got a new flavor. Like Brian said, the cookie dough chunk puffs. They got a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And as always, like anything Built Bar, covered in 100% real chocolate. It is all the joy of eating cookie dough, that decadence, just the, the sense memory of feeling like a kid again. But you don't actually have to make it because that's the part that's kind of a drag. And cookie dough chunk puffs, only 160 calories, but they've got 15, 15 grams of protein in them. And it's the collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. It's got health benefits. It's the good stuff. Order a box for you and the entire family. You will, everybody in your family, this one time will be completely pleased with you. It, it, it's an amazing feeling when everybody just gathers That's around not the worth it. My bars. kid ate all of mine and I'm still mad about it. Well, but, but for that one moment, Brian. He, I was he mad really, the whole time. Yeah, well, I was going to say he loved you, but I guess that's not enough to make Don't you care. happy. Well, my chunk go, puffs. <laughs> go to built. Go to built.com, Use the promo code locked fifteen. Get fifteen percent off your order. Again, promo code locked fifteen. Fifteen percent off at built.com. Okay, so if forty two wins is their baseline right now, uh, if they pull off a Kyrie deal, you get Joe Harris, you get something else, or some combination that it makes the roster better. How much? What do you think the the, the ceiling on this team becomes? I mean, I, I would put them up to say 50 wins, something, something like that. I, I think that if you're, and that's including, you're going to have some load management in there. I think that if you're getting Kyrie Irving, you're getting Joe Harris, not only do you get the talented players, you get those guys who are naturally going to boost you, but because of the fit, there's going to be a multiplying effect here where you're going to get better performances out of the other pieces on the roster, because you're going to have better spacing. You're going to have just better, just better chemistry on the floor than, if not, you look at this. The, the thing about this Lakers offseason, I don't hate necessarily any of the moves they made individually, but when you put it all together and you try to build out a rotation, mm-hmm. it's really tough. It's really difficult. And if you go and swap out some of those pieces for guys who fit better, I think there would be 
a pretty large effect, whether it's Kyrie Irving or whether it's another deal like a Buddy Heald or Miles Turner or whatever. Um, I think it would make a big, big difference. And then come playoff time, let's face it, even if you get Kyrie, you get Joe Harris, you get whoever, you probably don't have the depth that some other teams do. When we're looking at you know, the Suns, we're looking at the Clippers, you're looking at, at the Warriors, you do, you're still not going to have that depth. But your three stars with Kyrie, LeBron, and AD, which especially in the offensive end, fit certainly better than the three stars right now with Russ. They might just be so much better than the three best players that other teams can put out there that the Lakers will find a way to get through anyway. And I don't know if that's going to be true if you just have LeBron and AD and then you're trying to hope Russell Westbrook hits enough corner threes in order to get you by. <laughs> it's a lot are, of threes. are you concerned, Trevor, more right now with this team offensively? Because in particular, the lack of shooting that they have right now, and theoretically, a Kyrie with Joe Harris or Seth Curry or even Royce O'Neal can address some of that shooting. Or does so much for Anthony Davis. Right, oh my God. right. Or defensively. Because, you know, for all the talk that Darvin Ham has, you know, as we've heard from him about being a defense first team and, you know, that type of mentality, I think you can argue they've gotten a bit better with some of the players they brought in. But it's not a team that you look at and say, all right, they, this is a team that can regularly lock down and bringing in Kyrie and Joe Harris, as an example, wouldn't get them any better defensively. So where where do more of your concerns lie right now? I've got most of my concerns on the offensive end. Defense, look, if the, the here's the challenge. Defensively, if the chemistry isn't there, if they aren't all on the same page, if you don't have five guys on a string, NBA teams have gotten so good at recognizing that and exploiting any kind of weaknesses, especially the best teams in the NBA, they will recognize if you're half a step off on a defensive rotation, they will sniff that out and they will make you pay for it. Um, so there's that added into this, right? I think individually they got better defensively. Will they have the kind of type of de defensive cohesion that we need to see? I don't know, but at least I think that's there. It's possible. Whereas the shooting, even if they're all on the same page on the offensive end of the floor and they're getting the best quality looks, I don't think they've got enough high caliber shooters in order to consistently make teams pay for right. leaving them behind the arc. Not circle. without, like, as you mentioned on Monday, not without, certain guys elevating beyond where the Austin Reeves right. uh, has to to elevate beyond what he's been really as a collegian even, uh, but certainly last year as a pro. And the glimpses that Troy Brown has shown have to turn more. There's just a lot. I think one of those things could happen, but all of those things happening, you know, is a little bit tougher. It's interesting, Trevor, too. You talk about the, the, the cohesion of the rotation and trying to tease out something that makes sense. Um, Jovan Buha, and I think it was his, uh, at the Athletic, and I think it was a mailbag. Um, it was a mailbag. Did, you know, kind of laid out a potential rotation of what it looked like. And he had trouble getting THT into it. And you can argue whether or not he was being fair, unfair, whatever, but like how, but like he wasn't wrong. Like, depending on how this goes, it could be hard to figure out how to get THT in there. Trading Russ theoretically helps with that. You, you know, you get more spacing with Kyrie, you get more spacing with Joe Harris, you build out the bench differently. Like, I, I like THT, I believe in him, but if you can't figure out a way to play him this year in a way that makes sense, why is he here? They don't have time to screw around. Well, he'll be him. here next year because he's going to opt into his deal. That's right. Why is he here for two more years? Like, I, they really do, Trevor, have to figure out a way to, to, to carve out something that makes much more sense than what they have now. 
especially since he's your fourth highest paid player. You're, you're paying him to be a lot more than what he was. But then at the same time, the Lakers turned around and did him a terrible disservice by combining him with Russell Westbrook, who's perhaps the worst right. fit in the NBA to put him on the floor with. Um, I've been doing the same thing, been building out rotations and trying to figure out how this is all going to work. And I keep coming to the conclusion that THT is not part of it. I mean, you almost have to operate. Especially if Russ is going to play a larger role on the bench, like as people are talking about, you know, six man or like, if that's the case, then THT becomes even harder to use. Yeah. You really can't have them sharing the floor. And so then you run into just a number of issues. And I still think he's a talented player. I still think he's got plenty of upside. And a lot of it really comes down to his shooting and whether or not that actually comes around. What did the, you know, tearing the ligament in the thumb of his shooting hand, how much that really set him back last season. Maybe there's some hope for optimism there, but if Russell on the team, if I'm Rob Palenka, I'm exploring. If if I'm at the point where I say, you know what, I, I can't find a Russ trade. We're going to start the season with him on the team. I'm heavily exploring Taylor Horton Tucker trades because what's, what's the point when you can't really put those two guys on the floor and you're absorbing, and you're putting together that much in terms of resources. What is that? That's 58 million, 57 million in salary that can't be on the floor at the same time. That's, that's, that's a really tough spot to be in. Really horrifying. It's a really horrifying way of looking at it, Trevor. Uh, The last question I had for you is just among the new guys that they brought in, who are you most either intrigued or excited by for what, what they're going to bring next season or how much they could help? Okay. So Damian Jones is my guy. This is the, the guy that I've been saying for all the way back to last season. Like they just need to bring Damian Jones back on a, on a better minimum. You deal. and Anthony Irwin, man. I, apparently I, I, uh, so he is my every year. There's this, there's a guy that I am irrationally excited for. Look, to be fair, Wes Matthews was, was my guy at one point too, that I was irrationally excited for. It doesn't always work out. <laughs> Damian Jones is, is that guy for me for this season. But my love for Damian Jones aside, if I'm trying to be objective here, um, I, I look at Juan Toscano Anderson, and I just think this is a guy who can fit in a lot of different ways. I talked about how difficult it is to make THT and Russell Westbrook fit. I think there's enough versatility in JTA and uh, on both ends of the floor uh, to where he could be a really intriguing option in a lot of different lineups. I love that uh, his enthusiasm. I love the energy that he brings. And I think his off-ball cutting is something that's really going to be a yeah. weapon for the Lakers particularly when LeBron James has the ball, he's going to see those things and just feast in those situations. So it, you know, Damian Jones aside, JTA, he is the guy that I am, I am highest on of their new additions. I feel like Andy too, like, you know, I did the, 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 um, the, the, the scouting report with Cyrus uh, from locked on, locked on warriors. And he was very skeptical that you could put JTA in a situation where he's playing more than like 25 minutes. It's like, if, if that's the case, you probably have a very weak rotation. That may be true, but I also feel like, Adding a second player sort of with front court skills, kind of like on the wing, kind of like, you know, with, with, with what they did with Austin Reeves last year, they need more of that. Guys who are just really solid, smart, fundamentally sound players who can shoot a little bit, but pass the ball well, make good decisions, are in the right place defensively and all this kind of stuff. Glue cohesion type players i never thought about it this way before but i actually think jta is who they wanted to sign in trevor ariza last season like i i think in a lot of a lot of what you would want from trevor at least on paper but he's just body doesn't cooperate anymore i think that's what they're looking for in Juan Toscano anderson so we'll see if he can bring that 
Um, he is Trevor Lane. He is uh, one of the the hosts of the Great Lakers Nation podcast. You see him, uh, his stuff, and and his entire crew of folks over at LakersNation.com. Uh, again, if you are on our you know, listening to our podcast, you are undoubtedly familiar with the work that they do over there, and they are great with interacting with their fans. By the way, a lot of their shows are interactive, and it's really not funny. like us. We are elitists. No. Um, we, are, we, we are gatekeepers and the only yes. people behind the gate are me and Brian That's and right. Trevor right now very right now. velvet rope but they are not like yes, that at all um, thanks so much for giving us the time we really appreciate it no problem thank you guys so much for uh, for having me on and we'll have to bring you guys over there and uh, and let you guys step on the other side of the gate for, for a little bit and we'll nice. some questions. nice uh, yeah, we're going to have to talk to people I'm just kidding. We'll be happy. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, one more segment to come. We'll wrap up, uh, react to our conversation. The first two segments of this one with Trevor. Uh, again, thanks to Trevor. And uh, yeah, that's next. Okay. Thanks again to Trevor Lane for uh, giving us so much time over two episodes of the show. We really appreciate it. Um, what stuck out to me, Andy, is you know we're talking about these these potential trades and like how you're organizing the roster. And I thought Trevor's points about like you need like the, the rotation is still not coherent enough and if you have a guy like THD that doesn't fit it doesn't you can't you can't worry about two or three years down the road if you're going my opinion if you are going to bother doing all this stuff if you're going to trade the last two first round picks that you control into the you know the twenty thirties, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna give up assets, if you might throw in Kendrick Nunn, if, whatever it is, if you're gonna bother doing all this stuff, you have to go all in for this year and worry about the other stuff later. I am terrified at the notion of committing long term to Kyrie Irving, and that is the risk that you run by making this deal, or you risk giving up all this stuff. The whole thing blows up, and he leaves, and you're left with nothing. But if you're going to bother, I just think you have to go all, 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 all in. Uh, you know, as 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 Mike Ermintrout on Breaking Bad said, no more half measures. Like you got, you have to do this. You can't be eighty percent of the way in. Yeah, and you know, it's it's a really interesting question for the Lakers because this would feel obvious if the Lakers were a in win now mode, which they are, but also LeBron was still even at the back end of his prime and, and Anthony Davis had been more readily available on a regular basis since the championship season. And it felt like, all right, you're, you're always going for it, but you've got that foundation that would make it obvious. Of course, you're always going for it. But the reality is LeBron is in a place in his career where it's, it's going to start breaking down to some degree, even more than what we've already seen. It doesn't mean that LeBron, when available, doesn't still play a, at a high level, because he does. But you don't, you can't count on that availability the way you could when LeBron was in his prime and seemed indestructible. Right. Anthony Davis should be the guy that you don't have to worry about at all because he's 27 and he is, you know, he's in a place right now where everything should be solidifying for him. I and believe just, that ship has sailed. The no right, worries and, on Anthony Davis. Ship. Right. And, and look, there are, there are reasons that you could question the logic and wisdom of continuing down this path with LeBron at this age and, mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis, not really showing signs of being the guy that could take that mantle from LeBron. 
You know, they, you could question whether or not it actually is smart for the Lakers to be continuing this direction as opposed to just saying, you know what, at some point the pain's going to come. We should steer into that pain now while we have more relative control over it. But I agree with you. If you are going to bother trading two first-round picks for Kyrie, which for the time being seems to be the price of doing business if he eventually does become available. Or and by the way, I don't think, and I and, you know, I don't think, and I'm not sure this is what you meant, but I don't think I think you have to trade those two picks if you're going to do the, the heel and turner deal too. Like I, I don't think you get out of this with players that make an impact that make it worth trading anyone without trading two picks. You know, maybe. maybe you can swing something with Utah where you get a couple nice pieces, trade Russ for one pick or whatever, and you're left with one other pick. That doesn't do that much well, for you. I, I you haven't the, improved very much. I think to I think make a deal of impact is going to require two picks, whether it's Indiana, uh, Brooklyn, or mystery third thing that hasn't presented itself. Yeah, and for what that's worth, um, Dan Wojcicki from the LA Times in a, a recent it's kind of mailbaggy thing that he wrote, uh, said that there are actually more possibilities for the Lakers with Russ than have been reported, or, or if nothing else, the team believes that those possibilities are out there. It remains to be seen what exactly those are. The difference, I would say, with Indiana, the potential Turner heel deal, is I think you have more, at least potential chance, of getting away with putting protections, perhaps, Maybe. on one of the that picks. could be true. That could where, be true. Whereas, whereas with Kyrie, I think it's going to be both unprotected, this is what it is, and again, like we talked about with Trevor, the Lakers should be looking to get more added from Brooklyn. They should be looking to get more in that deal than just Kyrie. But you know, either way, you're, you're talking about the idea of pushing in damn near every chip that you have from a place you could argue of weakness right now. Oh, certainly not argue. Of course, it's absolutely a place of weakness. Certainly not of defined strength, but. Again, if you're going to do this, and I, we could have a different conversation about whether or not they really should, but if you're going to, you have to go all the way with this. You have to be comfortably uncomfortable with the idea of a long-term deal to use with the LeBron Kyrie. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But well, like to, to, your, to use your poker, it's like you don't go, you know, you don't take your chip stack and reserve. $300 chips. Like you push in 3000 but reserve the, you know, and so you don't want to go all the way. Like that's not how you play the game and you get one swing. And that's mm -hmm. the thing with it. I think sometimes, and I'm not, I don't mean Lakers, but like they, they dumb, they don't get it. Most, I think Lakers fans really follow this stuff really closely and are, are, are incredibly educated and smart about what, you know, what's happening with their team. But I do think something, something that gets overlooked is I have seen some people say like you know you could make like the Utah deal and you keep a pick and you fundamentally you get one swing at this you know to do something of impact and the problem one of the problems with just paying whatever it takes to get rid of Russ is that becomes your swing like if it takes into the regular season to make your swing if the one that is offered to you before the season starts will not get you where you need to go, might win you a few days of headlines and might marginally improve the team. But if it's not going to get you where you need to go or even, even squint, you know, 
I don't think any of these trades make them favorites, but they give you a puncher's chance. You're right. going to get in the playoffs and you got a great big three. And if other, you know, like you have a puncher's chance to get through. And I think that's the best, that's the best scenario they can ask for. Uh, but you get one swing to do it. And if you have to wait, then you have to wait. Well, you also, um, and the risk there is it may not come. I, I've heard people complain before, like with the idea of the Lakers being seemingly selective about when they're going to use one or both of these picks. You know, it, would they throw in THT? Like basically push in everything they still have and say, you know, when you, A, you're the Lakers and operate always with the idea of we look to win championships, but B, you have LeBron and you, you don't, you, you if you're going to have LeBron, you should always be looking to go all in. That's part of the LeBron business. It may be true, but the truth is they took that swing last season with Russ. Uh-huh. Russell Westbrook was an all-in move, and it didn't work. And right now they're, they're, they found a little more stuff under the couch cushion. I was going to say, right now they're operating as a team that went all-in lost but then discovered oh god these there's a few chips in my cup holder <laughs> i didn't see them there technically <laughs> i'm still in this tournament i'm still in this cash game but they already took that big swing it was a massive one with russell westbrook and it didn't work so that's where they are right now oh um all right well thanks again to to trevor lane uh reminder to everybody august 27th 11 a.m uh, at the Doer Store, 170 South La Brea. Come be part of the show. Doer Show is the way you hashtag Doer Show, uh, either to us at uh, Cam Brothers on Twitter or on the YouTube show page or just any way you can find us. Hashtag Doer Show. That gets you in contact with us. Um, ask a good question that can uh, that we think is good enough to be used in a podcast. That's all you need to do. And that makes you eligible to win, whether we use the question or not. If you, All you have to do is ask a good enough question and uh, we can pull your name out of the hat. So good chances to win prizes at the store if you're there uh, physically uh, at 11 a.m., 170 South La Brea on the 27th of August. Um, or you can win it virtually. Uh, we'll have a couple prize packets to give away in that way too. Shopdoer.com is the way to do it. Locked on 15 is the way to get the discount. We'll see everybody uh, next time.